This is an Encounter Co. podcast. Enjoy. Do you want a break from the ads? Not really. I like them. You like them? If you're not a freak like Anna, you can join our Patreon for $5 a month and get so many exclusive things. Yes. Like ad-free episodes. Hell yeah. Exclusive voting power on, on one of the books we read a month. Democracy. Behind the scenes content. <gasps> and an exclusive secret Patreon secret podcast. The secret podcast. Called Ask Anna and Austin. Yes. Where Anna and Austin, which is me and Anna over here, answer questions that you ask us, the patrons. Yes, ask us things and, and we will give you the answers. <laughs> and we'll add Reddit questions because they're horrible in there. <laughs> I, yeah, truly. So go to our Patreon. It's in the description. Become a dear reader today. Get access to the content. And get our love and admiration forever. Hell yes. Also, fuel my coffee addiction. I'm a millennial. morning and welcome back to reading isn't for kids a book club podcast where two grown adults read and review children's chapter book and sometimes comics my name's austin and my name's anna and today we read fear street number four the wrong number by rl stein or bob bob or bob stein bob stein this book came out in 1990. Hell yeah. I wasn't born yet. Neither was I. I wasn't even a twinkle in my daddy's ball sack yet. Amazing. For anyone to know, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars and we'll talk about you and tell you how great you are as well as read your review. Hell yeah. And also rate us on Spotify. <laughs> That'd be great. From a lovely person named Mushroom Box. Mushroom Box. Yeah, they rated the show five stars. Oh, hell yeah. Love to see it. They said, reading definitely isn't for kids. <laughs> Honestly, love this podcast. I found it through another one of your sister podcasts and came over here as quick as I could. I've been listening to all of them, initially over on Spotify, but I loved it so much I came to Apple just to write a review and listen again. Keep it up. Also, love the joke books at the end. I've been annoying my girlfriend with the jokes. Oh, fuck. A hundred out of ten. Mushroom Box. You're a real one. I hate the joke books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm widowy gwidowing as I'm reading a joke book. <laughs> but thank you, Mushroom, to the to the episode at hand here. Yes. What are your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts? I wrote them down right here. I can read them to you. This cover looks fucking silly, and I love it. Also, all caps, we are in the 90s, baby. Let's go. <laughs> And boy, are we in the 90s. We sure are. Also, yeah, I mean. Also, one of the the two girls on the cover, one of them does not look like the main character at all. (laughs) Uh, This one's the main character. She did not describe like that, though. Yeah, she is. I thought they described her more baby fine blonde hair that is shortish and straightish. That is a blonde woman with short blonde hair. 
Hmm. Maybe I was like thinking like they were trying to describe like a punk girl or something. Mm. So that's why I didn't see it, but I can see it now. Like Molly Ring Ringwald. <laughs> this one does. She does look like Molly Ringwald. <laughs> they didn't say she looked like Molly Ringwald though. They also made two new characters again. Yeah. For I mean, it's fine, but they have two new characters. Their names are Dina. Never caught her last name. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> it was like, it was like some white, some white suburban name, but Dina is the main character, and she's not fucking annoying. Oh, it's like it's like Matherson or something like that. It's, is it like Matterson? Yeah. They say it like twice. It doesn't really matter. But and then Jade Smith is her best friend. Yeah. I, I guess. <laughs> They're besties. Yeah. They're, she's Jade's kind of mean to her sometimes. I think she just means it in like a jokey kind of way. Like yeah. like they've been best friends so long that they're like, they do sibling jokey. Oh, okay. See, I never had that. So okay. I just I when I see it, I'm like, they're just being mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the the book starts out just with Dina and Jade doing each other's hair, you know, girl tings, and talking about boys, girl tings, girl boss, just and... just girly things. <laughs> And then, like, Dina brings up how her half-brother, Chuck, which is our second, like, brother coming from out of town. Yes. It's our second one. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And this time it's a half-brother, and his name is Chuck. 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 Also, described as hot again. I don't know what it is about. Oh, yeah. Don't know what it is about it. At one point, she says that, like, it's a waste he's such a troublemaker because of how hot he is. What the fuck? <laughs> I've never like, like I've described my sister as like pretty, but I've never been like, dude, she's fucking a smoke show, dude. All of my siblings are ugly as fuck, and if you guys are listening, <laughs> you know it. Chuck got expelled from his like city school. City school. Yeah, he got fucking expelled because he's a bad boy. Big city. It was called like Central City, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, I think I wrote it down somewhere. When it comes up, I'll bring it up. But I'm pretty sure it was called Central City, which I'm pretty sure is from. The Flash comics in DC. <laughs> it sounds like a DC, like a DC city name. Anyway, um, but she's only. It's apparently her dad's son. Yes, from a previous marriage. Yeah, and they're like the same age. They're yeah. like a year apart or something. Mm-hmm. And he's only. She's the last time he saw him was when he they were ten. Yes. <laughs> Then they like kind of just pivot from that because Jade's kind of thirsty for him already. She she hasn't even seen him. <laughs> no, she hasn't even seen this man, and she's thirsting over. Him. And like Dina kind of says she's like boy hungry. You know what I mean? What a nice way to say horny. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, she basically says that she's horny all the time. That's what she says without saying horny. Right. And <laughs> which I don't. I'm not judging. You know what I mean? I'm I've always been boy hungry. But it's like, come on, Bob. Come on, Bob. But yeah, then they pull out this like pro programmable phone. They like describe it like a cell phone, but on the cover it's a like landline? It no, it's just a landline that you can program like speed dial into. Okay. That was like new technology. Yeah, I know, but like the way I was reading it, I was like, is it just like 
like a mobile phone in the way that it's like it's cordless, but it's still like, but it's chonky because they describe it like chonky. It could, it they possibly don't describe could it like be... a cute little red, yeah, phone like they do in here, yeah, on the cover. It could possibly be cordless, but it's like a blue phone, like a bright blue phone, aqua, aqua, yeah. or whatever. But they got this because Dina's dad works for the phone company and he's a tech boy. Yes, and so she gets to test test out like the like the new products. And like I don't know if you picked this up, but every time Dina was describing Jade, yeah. She was like describing how she's beautiful and gorgeous and like her body and like all of this stuff. I thought Dina was going to be like gay, like not even being funny, like I was like, "Oh, Dina is like bisexual or likes girls." No, no, no. She she likes boys. <laughs> but like it's like the whole book where she's like, "Dude, Jade, this slight hitting Jade is she's so she's so beautiful." I don't know, man. And I was like, "Dina, <laughs> we love it." But um, sometimes I think some of that is Bob forgets he's writing from the perspective of a girl and just like goes off and like isn't because I know girls compliment each other like that, <clears throat> which is true. But like inner monologue all the time. Like, it's, like, almost every time Jade's in a scene. So, they end the night with prank phone calls. And Dina calls, what's his name? His name is um, Rob Morrill. He's a smart, handsome jock. Yeah, smart, handsome jock. He's everything. He's the the ideal white boy. Hell yeah. And she she basically just, like, has phone sex with him. That is not true. <laughs> she just flirts with him and is like, hey, we should get together sometime. And he's like, oh, what, what, what's your name? And she's like, no. Lol. And then she hangs up and then she goes, I'm quirky. She's actually a millennial. <laughs> Which I don't even understand what kind of a prank call it is to like call. And just make a, just flirt with people. Yeah. I've never it's done that. It's fucking weird. <laughs> Christy, you, Christiana, you should flirt with, you should prank call me more. I should prank call you more. Yeah, you should prank call me more. <laughs> With your Crocs on. No, I'll prank call you the way Chuck prank calls people. <laughs> call, we'll get there. I, fuck, I was blown away by that. Not, pun not intended. <laughs> yeah. um, that's just chapter one. It's just like a lot of just like setup. Yeah. He actually kind of foreshadows in this book. Right. Which is like nice. I mean, I, again, I'm assuming he wrote this. There's all those allegations out there as ghostwriters, but I firmly believe there would be because, like, how could someone write 700 Goosebump books and not blow their brains out? Right. Um. So yeah, they they go then they go. It kind of cuts to Dina in there, his dad, who she calls like Mister Madison. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't have a first name. Yeah. His first name's Dad, <laughs> which is how I like my men. No, no names. No names. And they go to pick up Chuck. Chuck. What was your first feelings on Chuck? Chuck just seems like a dude, man. I don't know. He was a little rude. A little rude, but like... He doesn't seem like he's happy with his dad. No. Kind of seems like his dad's not a very good dad to him. Probably not, uh, considering... I don't know, it's... He hasn't seen him in what, like six years at this point? Yeah. And who knows what kind of life he left him with with, with his mom. You know? Yeah. And he could have could have had like an abusive step parent or something. Or Yeah. Or his mom could be struggling. 
Yeah. I mean, really, he Dina's dad's the real villain of this book, and I hate every time he speaks in this book. Yeah, he is kind of an, a dick every time he talks. <laughs> it's like the third book in a row where the parents are just so abusive, like in not in like a direct way. Like they're neglectful and like dismissive and yeah. Like, in what world does not a single parent believe anything their child says? The 90s parents, I guess. I guess we can ask all of our Gen X friends. (laughs) But yeah, the chapter ends for no reason. There is like a a giant car pile up. Like a dangerous car pile up. Yeah, and this kind of pissed me off. Because there's cars piling up. Like actively crashing into each other. And the dad's like, kids, get out of the car. You'll be safer. Safer on the road where the cars are? Yeah. Standing out in the open and not in the car that's designed <laughs> to protect you from car crashes. You want your kid kids to just stand open in the road? Well, he only loves one of them. So a 50-50 chance. <laughs> yeah, he can get rid of his problem. <laughs> I'm thinking like a bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, cars are like piling up. They're engulfing in flames. And he's like, oh, kids. Watch the horror. <laughs> There's people screaming. And then some kid's like, my dog's in that car. And the dog's like, yip, yip, as the car is bursting in flames. And Chuck's like, I got this. And Terminator 2 style runs into the fire. (laughs) It comes out with the dog. After an explosion. (laughs) Yeah. He comes, he goes in, into the car. The car explodes. And then he walks out with the dog. He has like a little cut on his face or something. Yeah, right. And he's like. A little singed. Yeah. It's like in Sims when they have that bad mood modlet, modlet for being singed and they're just like oh, covered yeah. in soot. They get like shocked or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and he hands the dog to the kid and the kid's like, thank you. And the mom's like, how could we ever repay you? You're such a hero. And he's like, I had a dog once. <laughs> I forgot that he said that. <laughs> I had a dog once. So I just risked my life for it. of the chapter it's never brought up the dog he never brings up that he had like a dog that he like that like fought for him or something yeah (laughs) like are he rescued i had a dog once it's it was a similar vibe to like you ever seen batman versus superman kind of there's a spoiler for this movie coming up so if you care skip 30 seconds but i don't know why you would it's a garbage movie (laughs) uh superman or batman are beating the shit out of each other and Superman's like dying because Batman is Batman. And he's like, just tell Martha I'm sorry. <laughs> Batman's like, oh, that's my mom's name. <laughs> my mom was named Martha too. And now they're friends. What the fuck? Because <laughs> Superman's mom's name's Martha as well. That's, that's so how they become stupid. friends. And they're literally beating the shit out of each other. And he has like a kryptonite gun or something that's too. It's literally him. so stupid. It's so dumb. But it's so, it's so funny. And the scene's it's like raining. <laughs> They're like oh, on top God. of each other kissing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And then later that night, Dina's like, I don't think he's a hero. I think he's just crazy. <laughs> but yeah, the next morning, Dina actually like makes Chuck breakfast and like tries to be cordial, and Chuck is just not having it. Chuck, the way Chuck eats breakfast in this, doesn't he just like. 
he like pours himself a bowl of cereal. Splashes it everywhere. Splashes it everywhere. And then the dad comes downstairs. And he's like, all right, kids, time to get ready for school. And he just throws the whole bowl of cereal in the sink, like untouched. <laughs> he didn't take a single bite. He just threw the entire bowl. Yeah, he's like, whatever, Dina. And then that at school, it's just some fucking shit. Jade's like, oh my God, he's cute. And like stuff like that. And then Chuck beats the shit out of somebody <laughs> named Bobby McCory. Bobby McCory. And gets like suspended or something for a day or two or something like that. Something like that. Who wrong? <laughs> oh, 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 Bobby yes. McCory. Yeah, a new character we've never met. <laughs> um, who's a piece of garbage, this whole fucking book. <laughs> he is shit. I'm assuming Chuck beat him up for a reason. Like, I don't think it right. was. Because Chuck doesn't seem malicious in, like, that way. He just kind of seems like a dumb asshole kid who's probably not had a very good life. Right. But, like, I, I mentioned this because I noticed that. I don't know if you noticed it. But, like, after the fight, Jade and Dina are talking about it. Or, like, before it or something. And, like, Jade is just straight up fat phobic for, like, a whole page. Yeah. Talking about this, like... I did notice that, about how... Uh, there's this new couple in school, and, like, they're, they're fat, the, so that's why they're together. The fattest boy is dating the fattest girl, because... And she's like, it's probably because nobody else wants to be with them. So, yeah, and then after the fat phobic thing, like, literally, like, a few sentences later, she, um... Jade's like, oh, yeah, and then... uh. Mrs. Schmidtley got a boy haircut. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't know, man. And I and I wrote here. Can you read it for me? There is the nineties. We love baby. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Pretty page twenty. <laughs> page twenty, man. I think it was supposed to be like LOL joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're gossiping because we're teen girls. And look at those fatty McFat fucks. <laughs> Ugly stinky piggy people. Ugly stinky. <laughs> what if they're like, they're like just like chunky. They're not even that fat. Yeah. I guarantee that's it. Cause yeah. <laughs> we're not talking like 600 pound life. We're talking like some curves. I don't know. She just got like a big ass, and that's the issue, right? Because then they didn't like ass in the nineties, no, right? They didn't. Not until the late nineties. Mix a lot brought it back, didn't he? Well, he was before. Then he was like the eighties, wasn't he? I don't know. I don't know anything about. Before. <laughs> <I don't>, I'm, <laughs> take that out of put that on a shirt. I don't know anything. <laughs> in fact, I don't know anything. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I am going to end <laughs> the sentence there. I, I don't know anything. Chapter four is like one of those. Weird. We're back to those weird one-page chapters that we got a few books ago. Oh yes, where it's like an internal monologue, and it's like crazy. It's like we get like a creepy chapter of someone talking about a plan. There was one in the prologue we didn't mention because it was it didn't make any sense. Yeah, it's so fucking unhinged. <laughs> but not like interesting unhinged. It's just it's like, like I have a plan. It's gonna be executed, and it's gonna be executed well. And I gotta get milk and eggs from the store. I have a plan. And that's it. That's the whole chapter. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then it like it goes back to Dina. And Dina's like, Chuck's grounded. Because he's a fucking dumb idiot, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and Dina is washing. Oh, we oh. forgot to mention that Chuck pulled a knife on the kid. Oh, yeah, that's why he fight. got trouble. Yeah. 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 And the only reason he didn't get 
expelled was because the dad promised it would never happen again. What would happen if you did a knife now in school? You'd get expelled. <laughs> right. Or there wouldn't need to be any questions. Or maybe a seven-day suspension, depending on, on your track record. But yeah, I forgot to mention that. Because I know he does beat the shit out of him, but he also pulls a knife out on him. Yeah. Because Bobby McCory's like a big boy, they describe him as later yeah. on. But yeah, so yeah, Chuck gets super grounded. And he's taking it pretty well, honestly, too. Yeah. Which is a sign that's like he doesn't think he did anything wrong, which is I vibe with that. Right. And uh Dina is just like washing her dad's car in like short shorts and a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> he Bob goes into detail describing what she's wearing in the scene. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Come on, guy. Come on. <laughs> um, because this was also my only issue I had with Dina. And it was resolved by the end of the book, so it wasn't like a real issue. I think it, it it was handled well. She's very insecure and shy. Like she's insecure for no reason. Um, I think that's part of the reason she keeps bringing up the way Jade looks is because she wants to look like that. Yeah. Which I mean, she probably looks. I mean, she probably just looks like a teen girl. Like, yeah, like or, or like just like Jade. <laughs> yeah. She just has different hair. Yeah. Um. And then, like, they're talking, and she's like, Jade's like, oh, yeah, I got stood up, so I thought I'd come hang out with you. And Dina's like, oh, and you came here because you knew I didn't have a date? <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, maybe she just wanted to hang out with you because, like, you're her friend. <laughs> I, I think that was also supposed to be a joke. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't feel like a joke, though. You know what I mean? It felt like she was, like, mad about it. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> and then she's like... Then they end up, this. I love this line, because like, I don't know if they've updated it in the new releases, but they say, they they, they end up ordering pizza and renting tapes. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they didn't drop Blockbuster. <laughs> then they begin prank calling again, and it's just like the normal prank calls. And then Chuck shows up, dude. Chuck kicks down the door, and he's like, what's up, fuckers? And they're like, nothing. He's like, you're prank calling boys. And they're like... How'd you know that? He's like, it doesn't fucking matter. I think he was listening on the line or something. He was. And then then Chuck and Jade immediately start flirting. Yeah. Like, nothing is, no time is lost. Like Right. He's like, oh, hello there. And she's like, well, hi. <laughs> He's like, can I smell your feet, madam? <laughs> <laughs> he says that. He says Shut that. Up. No, he doesn't. Well, Bob wrote it in. I don't know why. We get a cease and desist letter from Bob Stein. It's like, hey, don't tell people I like to smell feet. <laughs> <laughs> Good for the show, honestly, a little bit. Right? I would frame it. I'd frame a cease and desist from Bob. I'd get it tattooed on my body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Chuck's like, my turn, pussies. Calls the bowling alley. Hey, there's a bomb here. <laughs> Fucking excuse me. And then hangs up and he's like, hot. And then <laughs> Dina's like, you really shouldn't have done that. He's like, it's fine. And Jade's like, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. And she's like, spits coming out of her mouth because she's so thirsty. <laughs> and then doesn't it like cut to the bowling alley and 
everybody like calmly evacuates the building, which a hundred percent I don't know, I probably wouldn't have happened. <laughs> well, he does another prank. He does a second prank phone call, which they should they should have had it reversed. Because yes. the second prank phone call is him calling Bobby and saying that he's the phantom on Fear Street. Which Jade is not cool with. Jade's not cool with that one. Terrorism, Jade's fine with. <laughs> Fucking with Fear Street, not fine with. <laughs> Which I thought was interesting. And then he opens the w- window and he's like, "Oh, it's raining." And then look, and then he gets struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah. And then it's lol, JK. He was faking it. Yeah. And then uh, he was like, by the way, it's pretty funny that all of those people have to stand out in the rain. <laughs> Since I called it the bomb threat. And then Dean is like, I guess it is kind of a little teeny bit funny that they're standing in the rain. It's like, <laughs> yeah, out of context, just them standing in the rain looking at a bowling alley. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but standing out in the rain looking at a bowling alley because they thought it was going to explode. Not very funny. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. And then Dina makes a comment, and she, she's done it once before, and she keeps doing it through the book. But she mentions Chuck's like a different person. Like he like switches between like a psychotic, hedonist like person to like normal Chuck. Like he keep like he switches to like normal Chuck. Right. And does that does he have like some disorder or is like no? It he's putting up a front, um, like. He's putting up a bad boy front, but that's not really who he is. Okay. Is what that's supposed to mean. And then, like, it cuts to the next, like, the Monday at school. And they're in the paper, there's, like, the a bomb threat article. And Jade's like, isn't this so cool? And Dina's like, it's it's not. It's not really she, that cool. She's like, but we made the front paper. And the only way Dina convinces Jade to never do it again is mentioning Fear Street. Which, has anything happened really on Fear Street in this series so far that's been that bad? Well, there was the cult. In but the that's f- not referenced at all. In the Fear Street woods? Well, I mean, if it was broken up before it hit news. But, like, that's not, like, referenced. And then, like, because all the characters in that book disappear. Like, they move away. Yeah. And then, like, I guess the new girl thing. But, like, she was murdered in a different town. So that doesn't even affect... It's just, it's strange. And I know, like, people say that every small town has something like this. Does does the town we live in have something like this? The castle. Oh, I guess there is that castle outside of town. But, like, it's not like no one goes to it and, like, talks about it. It's just, like... Right. But there just, there has been people that have, like, died in it. Uh-huh. That, like, spooky shit happens there. Yeah. The whole street is spooky, TBH. It's like a backwoods street, too. It's kind of freaky. Yeah. It's got bad vibes. It does got bad vibes. So, I mean, I guess it's like that, but like a whole fucking street block. And people live on that street. And there's no there's no lights either. All There's no street lights on that street. Yeah. Um, it's also on the poor side of town we learn in this book. Yes. Well, they don't say poor side of town, but they say south side of town. Or they say other side of the tracks or something, which means... Small town means that's poor people. That's where poor people live. Right. And poor people scary. Or like a below the hill. Yeah, type. a below the hill. Yeah. If I lived, if I was in the Fear Street series, that's where I'd live. <laughs> you, would you live on Fear Street? Yes. I'm very unlucky. I would live on Fear Street. <laughs> I would get kidnapped by the cold. 
<laughs> He'd be the dog tied up in the woods. <laughs> we both did it again. That's the second time we barked into the microphone. The first time, we, it was unprompted and it was so much fun. It was so fun. Not gonna lie. Dina's like, I'm gonna tell, you know, that we did it. Right, and Jade's like, "If you do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blackmail you with Rob." And Dina's like, "I won't do it." Not we'll even meet, the same level of threats. We'll meet Saturday and talk about it. Yeah. Then I wrote here. I had to note. I said, "Quick mention on how '90s this book's is book is. Besides the slang, Jade is. Besides the slang, Jade is wearing a patchwork jumpsuit for most of it. <laughs> and then they keep they like they mentioned." Uh, peach ice cream and a portable tape player. I've never had peach ice cream. Is that a thing? I've heard of peach ice cream, yeah. Because I know they talked about it on Game Grumps too, remember? Yeah. It sounds like it's something coastal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it sounds good. I mean, I bet it's good. Because like, I like like sherbet. Sherbet. And I like like raspberry ice cream or whatever. You know what I mean? Like right, swirl. Like fruits and whatever. It cuts to them... Um, like meeting Saturday and Chuck and Dina, I'm sorry, excuse me, Chuck and Jade are like fully dating now. Yeah. And they show up and Dina like cooks them a full meal. Yeah. She like grills them burgers and like they're just chilling and having fun and like having a little like cookout. cookout. And like the Dire Straits was playing. <laughs> yeah. And that was fun. Do you know, do you know any I Dire Straits? I don't know Dire Straits. Okay. I'm going to play this and like our Patreon's going to gonna get to hear the audio because i have to cut it for the podcast but looking for a new DD podcast well look no further the encounter table is a DD 5e comedy podcast about four unfortunate teens taken by an evil dark wizard and thrown into his own sick and twisted game of dungeons and dragons new episodes come out every other wednesday but that's enough of me though let's meet the cast and characters Jordan Make as Clarissa Coldshore. I think we should do a team vote. Who thinks we should go get potions? Raise your hand, verbally. Verbally, raise your hand. <laughs> Luke Godfrey as Scott Travis. Yeah, be scared, bitch! Fuck, my voice just cracked so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. America's DM, Michael Otto. Dex. Is like petting just fucking this crab. shit their pants. I swear. <laughs> Guys, I, 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 who was that? I, I need to. I need to run off real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> no way. Did Otto actually really just shit himself on himself. record? Joe LaJoyce is pressing Adeline. I feel like I could die. <laughs> <laughs> and myself, Brandon Hall, as Dex Turner. We'll see you soon over at the encounter table. This one goes out to my stepson. Uh, we've been in the same vagina under different circumstances. So uh, here it goes. Okay, back inside. They go back inside, and they start to discuss 
uh, Fear Street again. We already me and Dina already me or Jade already talked. We're not going to do that again. That was that was too much. Yeah. That, well, they were talking about prank calls, and then uh, she's like, "We're not. We're all done prank calling on my phone." And they're like, "Okay, yeah, we already talked about it." Yeah, you're right. That was dumb. Like that's our dad, and he can get in trouble. Right. And I was like, "Okay, so Jade's being a good influence on Chuck here." Cause, right. Yeah. J- Jade is his manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah, just she she didn't look like Zoe Deschanel or anything, but okay. But we missed the part where a bat comes inside the house. <laughs> yeah, cause... so like a, a a bat is flying around, so they they're screaming. They run inside, and he's like, "It's a bat," and they're like, "Yeah, but it has rabies," <laughs> which isn't a thing, really. Not really. And then he's like, it, "Guys, it's just a bat." And then he's like, you guys are scared of it because you're superstitious and like all be weird people here in this little town. town. He says hick town. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, is, this isn't a hick town. It's not. He's like, you're all superstitious. And then. And they're like, then they said the Fear Street thing. And then he's like, I'll prove it to you. This isn't a prank call. I'm just going to call someone on Fear Street and prove to you they're just normal people. Right. And then he does. He opens the phone book, (laughs) finds the very first person listed on fear street calls them and a woman answers screaming that he's that he's that he's going to kill her yep and then a man picks up the phone he's like who is this you have the wrong number and he like hangs up i said it that's a chapter break he he said the wrong number like you said like that's the title of the book and they say it (laughs) in the book on chapter seven they said it yes the fastest one we've gotten yet which i love that shit that's not a critique that is a points (laughs) points because <laughs> i love it when the fucking books do that when they say the title <laughs> in the thing yeah like you're reading like a serious novel like game of thrones and you hear someone say like oh yes it's a game of thrones <laughs> totally not even mattering what's the story yeah, right now right i love that shit uh then like chuck's like okay dina's like hey we should call the cops that's not cool yeah and chuck's like fuck them pigs <laughs> yeah, chuck's like fuck them pigs based <laughs> fucking based <laughs> chuck dude I think Chuck is what what we need to defeat Annie. <laughs> we need a Chuck. He's a hero. He saved the dog. He's, he's, he had one. He had a dog once. He grabs Annie by the pigtails and swings her Matilda <laughs> style. <laughs> and yeah, so they decide to head over there. And uh, the house is at the end of Fear Street in Next. front of the cemetery. Yeah. Like the backyard is the cemetery. Yes. And they're like, we should investigate. And they Scooby-Doo style sneak up there and they discover that the kitchen's just fucked up. Yeah, that like it was broken into and there's stuff everywhere and I'm pretty sure it's raining still, isn't it? It It's raining in every scene they go to this house. True. It Uh, like won't be raining and then they'll go there and it's raining. And then they like look up and they're like, oh no, she's been stabbed because like she's in the living room, and like next to a knife. And they're like, oh no, yeah. They're like, what do we do? She's literally straight up dead, like just stabbed to death. Yeah, there's blood everywhere. And it's, that's the chapter in, and then it comes a new chapter, and Chuck tries to call the police now. Yep. And before he can do it, um, a like masked gentleman comes down the stairs, and he's like, hey, what you doing? <sighs> Hi. And then he witty witties on the dead body. Shut up. 
And then Chuck grabs the murder weapon. Grabs the murder weapon. And then the masked guy's like, you're not going to use that knife. You won't do it. You and won't Chuck do it. And throws it. And then the man chases them to their car. Yeah, they run away. And then they hop in the car. And there's another Fear Street car chase scene. Yes. It's like our third one. Yep. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I want them to have a boat scene on that clear-ass lake for no reason. Maybe. Yeah. Uh-oh, the pitter-patter of feet. I know. It's the large one. <laughs> it's the large being. He descends the stairs to find his his matron and his patron in the habitat. The podcast studio. So then they make it home. They lose the guy, and they make it home. And then the uh, the car shows up when they're out of the car and just drives into their driveway. And <laughs> they have like a circle driveway. Yes. That's it. That's yep. what he does. And then Chuck goes inside and then calls the police. And he's like, hey, somebody was murdered at this address. And they're like, oh, can we get your name? And he's like, the Phantom of Fear Street. <gasps> the big one has arrived. <laughs> he descends the stairs confused and discombobulated. Weary from his sleep. What's that? I scared you half to death. Um, then two cops show up at 2 a.m. and talk to Chuck and Dina. And, uh, then they accuse them of murder. Yeah. And the, uh, woman's husband claimed to see them do it. Yep. Said that they got the plate number, descriptions. And I said, okay, so the husband did it. Yeah, instantly. The husband did it. And the cops take him into custody. And then there's another creepy entry about how murder was going good and all. So they get like taken to the police station. Yeah, and they get sent to the pig pen, I called it. <laughs> <laughs> to be questioned. And uh they find fingerprints on the knife, fucking obviously. Um Dina starts to tell them what actually happened and Chuck's like, "No, don't tell them a single thing. Don't tell them anything. They're not going to believe you." Which yeah. is so fucking dumb. It, that made me so angry that like they wouldn't just tell them what happened i mean they did eventually tell them what happened right it didn't work right and then we find out that chuck was arrested for joyriding that's what he did yeah in the old in center city he stole a car yeah him and his friend stole a yeah. car yeah well i don't he's they said called it joyriding so i think his friend stole a car and he was just with them. he was with them yeah yeah <clears throat> it's called like grand larceny when it's like you're an accomplice or something right American law is weird. But then, uh... Remember, kids, if the law has a fine, it's just made to keep you down. Uh, then Gina and Jade exp- try to explain everything to their parents, but the parents don't really believe them. Right. And then they explain everything to the cops, who definitely don't believe them. Oh, by the way, Chuck was uh, arrested this time because he touched the murder weapon, and his yeah. fingerprints were all over it. Yeah. And, and then I said, why would the cops care? They already have a suspect... And evidence and their job is done, so why would they why would they believe this these two children? <laughs> and they also know they also now know he made a bomb threat because Dina tells him. Yeah. Then the cops get kind of shitty, saying the girls are lying and they need to tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. They told them the truth and they're like, It's that's a hell of an accusation. You shouldn't make stuff up. It's rude. Uh, Mr. Fobertson is a respected businessman in this town. Yeah. She sees Mr. Fobertson on the news condemning them. 
which yeah. first off I thought was like you're not supposed to do when you're in a murder case. You're supposed to tell the media all of that information. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Doesn't that, that like fuck up the investigation? Yeah. And like be- usually make it so like all the stuff has to be thrown out. Yeah, because um, it sp- sways like the jury's opinion. Uh huh. So like uh, that's why I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that would not that would not help Mr. Ferbertson. I think he's stupid though. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's a news article too, not just on the TV, but there's like a fucking paper article where it calls out Chuck by name. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I know he's 18. Right? right. And, like, the two girls are 17. And then the the news article also tells everyone that the two girls made the phone calls. Does it name the two girls, but does everything in their power to make it so that everyone knows it was them? Yeah. Also, what other two girls are hanging out with Chuck? And then I was like, I said, Jesus, go, Bob. Tackling police and media issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone at school figures it out. That's how small towns work. Yep. It would actually be faster than how the book describes it. Yep. It's in fact like the moment it happens, even before, because I came up when social media was just starting, even before that. Right. Like now it's even faster, but yeah. like, no, everyone knows everybody. There's like, I think they describe this town having like 8,000 people or something. Yeah. That's not very many. <laughs> no. And then we get, to, we get to see Lisa Bloom again from the other books. Lisa. And she has... She works for the school paper. This chick just has fucking eight jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Dina's like, I can't tell you anything. The cops told me not to. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, well, tell me about this thing instead. And she's like, I literally cannot tell you a single thing. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, give me the exclusive after everything's over. She's like, okay. <laughs> um, and then later in the day, uh, the chapter kind of ends with... Th- Bobby, Ralph, and Eddie, which is the bully that got the knife pulled on him earlier, basically being so fucking mean to her. Yeah, they, like, corner her in the hallway, won't let her pass, and are, like, threatening her and Chuck. He's like, your brother fucking deserves it. He's garbage. Yeah. He's going away for life. And then he smiles and walks away, and Dina's just, like, bawling. He's like, if he ever gets out, you know, his trouble's done in there. All right, Bobby. Hey, man. Just because your dad doesn't love you, Bobby, doesn't mean it's everyone else's fault. Yeah, right. I'm mad that I actually liked the main character in this book. Because I can't do my patent at angry. Hey, man. I haven't really liked one since Corey. <laughs> Corey in the house, to be specific. Um, I don't know what you want me to say to Corey in the house, man. A funny line from Corey in the house. I'd never watch Like, hey, it's Corey, I'm in the house. I've never seen Corey in the house. It's Corey, Corey, Corey in the house. Heard the theme song, yeah. It's Corey, Corey. There was a Game Boy Advance game. Ooh. He's in the house. It was a spinoff of That's a Raven. Yeah, and it wasn't he like in the White House? Yeah, obviously. Well, fucker. Fucking hell, dude. Never watched it. Dude, you're like ancient, so. <laughs> like four years older than you, if that. Ancient. Uh, Then... There's some more bullshit that doesn't matter, and Jade's like, hey, we need to go to uh, Mr. F's Italian restaurant by wearing these wigs, and they get to the restaurant, and Dina describes how pretty the worker is there, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, they're like, oh, I'm applying for the assistant position, yada, yada, they go into the room, and they start snooping everything, and they find some, like, pay stubs for two tickets to Argentina or something. Yeah. He's flying to South America. Two yeah. t- paid stubs for the sa- for Saturday. And then Mr. F comes back and he's like, I know who you two are. 
they like have a heart attack and they're like they're like, like who do you think we are and he's like i know you're not from the agency we called them and like mr f's so stupid he doesn't see they're just they're the same women with wigs on yeah and i'm sure they weren't very good wigs i don't know he just dumb and then they stop at a 7-eleven after that jade's like you're right she's like i'm not from the agency i heard about the job from your former assistant linda morrison we're cousins yeah which i don't know how mr f didn't see through that right away yeah literally immediately especially with what happens at the end yeah because you know, he's porking linda yeah He's fucking Linda. Yeah, he's fucking Linda, dude. I mean, we find it's a spoiler, but we find after Seven Eleven, um, they're like, "We need to talk to Linda," and then they go there, and Dina describes her as attractive again. Linda gets flabbergasted when they ask about Mister F and his wife. Obviously, yeah, they're like, "We're <laughs> conducting a survey about employees, former employees at the restaurant. How? What was your boss's relationship with his wife?" And. She's like, what even is this survey? She's like, I need to call someone. And then she leaves the room and makes a phone call. And the girls just pick up the phone and listen. And she's like, you need to get this thing out of here. It's stressing me out. And then they bail. And Mr. F shows up. And they follow him because he comes out with a strange package. And they're like, that's that's all of the murder evidence. It's all of his stuff. And uh, I know we're going fast, but we need to because like. <laughs> so much happens yeah but so much and so little <laughs> right the chapters really start moving fast here, here at this point yeah they follow him to the restaurant and they follow him into an it's like fucking 10 pages follow him to the restaurant they follow him into an alleyway they watch him throw the package in the dumpster they try to go to the dumpster a line cook's like hey fucking guy yeah you can't be and, back here and they're like okay and they sorry. run away and then it they comes back again and they go back to the alleyway and they walk down the alleyway and like, oh my god, there's rats. And I'm like, yes, you're in a fucking alleyway. And then they climb into the dumpster and they get trash thrown on them. And Dina's like, oh, this isn't far out. And gag, me, gag me with a spoon. <laughs> and Jade finds the package. They find the package. She opens it up. At, by her car. They don't get in the car first. They open it outside in the parking lot in fucking broad view. Yeah. And there's a dead cat in there. There's, it's just a dead cat. <laughs> Dude, dude, the cat slander in Bob's books. Man, holy shit, this dude does not like cats. Like, Clearly. Like, I remember there being a lot of cat aside in the Goosebumps as well. Right. Like, that's always the animal that he kills. I don't know why, but it's he never kills, like, a dog or, like, a parrot. Gross, I hate parrots. Then they, they, the chapter ends with them, like, being jumped. Because Mr. F's in the car. <laughs> Which, I don't know how he put it together. He fucking should have. Maybe he did the whole time, and that was what you're supposed to think. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's why he, like, took it to the restaurant. Maybe. Ooh. He doesn't even hurt them. He just is like, you stay out of my business. And, like, gets out of the car. Yep, and he's wearing the mask. Wearing the mask. This whole chap, next chap, next part, is Dina being guilty because she hasn't gone and talked to Chuck yet. Which she should feel guilty. Right. And she goes to Chuck, and he's like, hey, the, the the cops didn't believe any shit I had. And she's like, they didn't believe me either. And he's like, he's like, this place is awful. He's like, I hate it here. <laughs> he's like, there's actual real criminals here. There's a guy that just keeps playing his harmonica over and over again. <laughs> but no, it doesn't sound like 
they have him in a jail, like a jail cell. It sounds like they stuck him in gin pop prison. Prison. Yeah. Because like they're talking through like the plastic divider. Yeah. It's not like a small town jail at all. It's like gin pop prison. Yeah. And um, and then Chuck's like, well, if, if it was up to me, I would just go to his house and find stuff. And Dina's like, that's what we'll do. And Chuck's like, no. And the cops just start fucking subduing him because he's freaking out, which is important for later. Right. They like stick him in a headlock and like drag him away. <laughs> yeah. Because um, the cops. And he's are- like, he's like, Dina, are you even listening to me? Dina, Dina, poor Kay. And then another cop like comes and like takes her out. Gene goes home, goes to sleep, calls Jay. They're gonna do it in the morning. Their dad's like, hey, the phones aren't working on Fear Street. I'll be working late. Bye. He's like, the entire south side of town doesn't have phones. Which is fine. They're poor. And then Jade and Dina take a bus to Fear Street in the rain. Yep. Um, Chapter 20 through 27 is so fast. Yeah. So much shit happens, too. (laughs) Okay. So they make it to the house. And they break back into the house. They just, like, push the cardboard that was uh, pinned up to the window and they come inside and the crime scene has not been cleaned at all. Like there's just blood and chalk everywhere still. And they're like, well, we need to look through his papers and figure out something important. And so they like go upstairs and they hear like a noise and it's like a banging noise. And they're like, what's that? And it's just, like, a window shutter. And so they, like, shut the window really, really tight so it would stop making that noise. And then they're, like, rifling through uh, his paperwork. And they find a letter from um, his wife that's, like, you're using me for my money. She's, like, I can't stand you using me anymore. She's, like, you've gone blown through almost my entire inheritance. Um, You're not getting any more of my money. I'm leaving you. And she was like, which stupid thing she threw on at the end. She like, it must've just been like a note that she left and then left the house. Um, she said, I will be back Saturday to pick up my stuff, which is the Saturday that they looked at the schedule and saw that he was off, which really is. If you're breaking up on bad terms, you probably shouldn't inform them when you're going to be back in the house because i feel like that's just unless you have people that are coming with you yeah yeah and then the chapter drones drones on for a while after that like them just still searching for stuff and then then mr f shows up yes and then there is like um from like chapters 21 to 24 so like 30 40 pages of this book is just them sneaking around the house trying to leave um and because mr f's asleep on the couch and somehow like they're sneaking back and they knock over like a waste basket and he wakes up and then he starts fucking chasing them around the house. Well, they hide in the closet and then um, he's like looking around the house and then he opens up the closet and like, it's like, ah, there you are. Starts chasing them and like, and he punches a teenager. Yeah. He punches her Jade and knocks her out. He knocks out JD, punches her so hard. And then Dina's like, you killed her. He's like, she's not dead. Yet. Yet. And then she like takes a frying pan and like hits him with it. 
and like it cuts him. Yeah. And then it gives her a second to run back up to Dina, I mean to Jade, and they barricade the door. Yes. And he starts like breaking it down. So they start like opening the window. Which they, the window that they shut. Yeah. And they're struggling to open it back up. And Mr. F's like, I'm going to get you. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to kill you guys. I'm going to kill you guys real good. And so they make it out the window. They're stuck in the tree. They're trying to figure out how to get down out of the tree. They're just like in the tree. And he goes back inside, comes out of the garage with a chainsaw. It starts cutting it down. Starts cutting the tree down. And it's like 2 a.m. Yeah. And then like uh, the tree falls just as they see the cops showing up. And they shoot the fuck out of Mr. F, dude. (laughs) I thought they killed him. But they severely wounded him, they say, later on. Um, And the cops are with Chuck and her dad. And there's the one of the detectives that called them stupid, dumb idiots. Yeah. And they're like, we believed you the whole time. We're actually not bad at our jobs. They're like, we believe you. We just wanted to gaslight you. We just gaslit you, dude. We also gaslit Chuck. Yep. We let Chuck sit in a prison. Uh, and even your though, dad agreed to it. And your dad agreed to it. He even though it we good. knew he was innocent. And Chuck's just sitting there, like, with, like, PTSD. He's like, <laughs> He's like, that, that is our number one, that is our number one suspect, actually. And we were just trying to keep it on the DL. Honestly, I honestly, honestly don't believe that. Because, like, how would they think that? No. Because they found the fingerprints on the knife. Yeah. He Well, he said he didn't believe them until she called back and, like, explained everything to him and then they're like hmm that is mighty suspicious wow thanks for doing our jobs that we get paid to do because <laughs> uh, they weren't going to do that no um and then like chuck they're like chuck was getting out on bail like today anyway um but like your dad agreed to teach him a lesson now how, how do you feel about that for real like how do you feel about teaching your kid a lesson like that do you well, feel like it actually fixes things or does it just make a distrust for your for a distrust between you and the child and then the child and authority? I think it depends on the severity of the child's actions. So like joyriding and getting into fights, sending your child to fucking prison for a week is probably not the best route. Um but, like, I don't know, it, if you believed your kid murdered somebody. Yeah, but I meant, like, this is after he found out that Chuck didn't murder somebody. Yeah. And he's like, oh, just leave him in there. Which the cops were like, we had to do it because, like, he would run if we didn't. And Dina's like, he was going to run literally tomorrow. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, oops. <laughs> like, they're like, the- oh, yeah, he purchased plane tickets to Argentina and yeah. he was going to leave. And they're like, oh, we didn't think to check that. <laughs> and then Chuck's like, um, Chuck's like, the only way they listened to me is because I called them and said I was going to confess to the murder. Yeah. And then they, he just said that they were going over to the house and yep. that they were in danger. <laughs> and then I have a note here to read the bottom of page 162 to you. Okay. Dina and Jay, are, uh, let's see, Chuck grinned in his goofy, his goofy grin. I had to see him as soon as possible, he said. It was the only way I could be sure he'd listen to me. Dina and Jade stared at each other, then back at Chuck. 
Jade started laughing. <laughs> I don't believe you did that, Chuck, she said, gasping. After everything you promised and after, after everything we've been through? What are you talking about, said Chuck, looking puzzled. I just mean, said Jade, still laughing, <laughs> that you made just you made another prank phone call. <laughs> this is like the epilogue with like Dina ends up with Rob. Yeah. Jade and Chuck are fucking dating. Lisa gets her exclusive with Chuck. And Chuck's not a bad guy anymore because the system carved it out of him. I don't think he was a bad guy to begin with. I think that I think that coming to the new school he was going to turn a new leaf anyway. I think he just needed some direction and maybe sticking like his him... dad being a dad probably would probably have Yeah, helped. it probably would have helped a lot. Yeah. But like I'm pr- the probably the men in his jail cell probably treated him more like Like literally a, yeah. the worst thing. <laughs> the worst way to I don't know, man. Then read the last paragraph of this book because Bob gets another one. I don't remember, so we're going to read it. Oh, boy. Okay, said Dina. She started to turn down the hall, then stopped. On second thought, she told Jade, I think I've had it with telephones for a while. Maybe you should just send me a postcard. Oh, yeah, that was fucking dumb. Wow. <laughs> Final thoughts. I liked this one. I thought I, it was I was fun. good. I liked this book a lot. This is probably my favorite Fear Street book. It was good. I liked I, it. I liked 90% of it. Literally the last few chapters was where my problems were. But it, he probably had like a, a page number he needed to hit. Right. And he's like, all right, let's, let's just wrap this shit out. up. Let's yeah. just pad it out. And like, that's fine. I mean, get the bag, King. Um, I said Dina was actually a good main character. She had some growth actually in the book which is nice to see in something like this. Um, I gave this book an 8 out of 10. Now, this isn't like 8 out of 10 against all books in fucking history I've read. Compared to the books we've read, 8 out of 10. I liked this more than James and the Giant Peach. I gave this an 8 out of 10 also, I think. This is a perfect example of what a Fear Street book should be. The only thing I would want more, it would get a full 10 if there was actual super supernatural shit in here. Like, we've gotten close. This is like... That we've gotten close two times so far. One, no, one time with the cold stuff. I thought it was actually like werewolves or something. But yeah, so like obviously like kids shouldn't be reading these books. Like that makes plenty of good sense. True. And like I think like if you're a listener of this book and you want to read a Fear Street book, find this book. It's like $4. So is that your thoughts too, babe? Yeah, I think so. This was a good one. I really liked it. There was murder, suspense fun stuff all right if you want to follow us on twitter we're at riff k pod join our discord it's at dispersed audio now there's a little there's sections for reading isn't for kids sections for other stuff it's a fun community we got there we got lots of lovely people um in that discord uh check out my other shows i have a show called so you finally watch with me and my buddy matthew we watch and review movies that the other one hasn't seen we just released episode nine which is on fight club which is three fucking hours long and i'm so proud of it please go listen to it it's so it is such a good movie the other show we do uh features me (laughs) it's called (laughs) grim encounters and it's so much fun um me and austin and our friends derek's and robert all play um in the um role-playing system uh the chill system 
Uh, we are Chicago Save Agents Fighting Monsters. And doing fun stuff. Yeah, like going to 7-Eleven and buying 24 bottles of 5-Hour Energy. And going to White Castle and ordering food at White Castle. They're supposed to fight vampires and werewolves and stuff, and that's the shit they do sometimes. And it's it's so infuriating in the moment, but so funny to look back on. Because <laughs> I am that guy that like just yes-ands everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes I like to say, can we go to White Castle just to see if he'll let us roleplay going to White Castle again? Uh, Rated review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you rate us on Apple Podcasts with five stars and you leave us a review, we will read it like we did at the beginning from our good friend Mushroom Box. Uh, I wanted to thank our patron, Kylie, or Kai, on the Discord. Thank you so much for joining our Patreon. That means so much. We appreciate you. We love it. And I literally eat like a squirrel girl when we got, <laughs> we got our first dear reader. Dear reader. Yeah, your dear reader. <laughs> I'm going to read a joke out of 99 and a half creepy crawly jokes, riddles, and nonsense. Written and illustrated by Holly Kowit. Kowit. Uh, why? <laughs> yes. Where does a butterfly learn long division? Where does a butterfly learn long division? Yeah. I don't know. From his moth teacher. Oh, Do you get it? Because stupid. moths aren't butterflies, but they're like a form of so wing. They have a winged dumb, bug. Man. And like a teacher is someone who teaches you things in school. Okay, well, remember. I don't remember all the stuff we said, but let's start over. Remember. Eat your greens. Uh, wear deodorant. And reading isn't for kids. Hell yeah. Are we going to start over every single time? Uh, no.